0: Uh, our kindergarten through fifth grade would make their way up here for their class, and, and the threes, fours, and fives make their way to the back. You guys will have your lesson with your teachers. Oh, summer has begun! I understand school uh, had its last days this last week. I think I'm not sure about it. yay. <laughs> Yeah, kids are excited. So summer is officially here, I think. And it is, what, 50, 40, 40, some 50 degrees this morning. <laughs> Welcome to Kansas. Yeah, hi, right, guys. All right. What's that? Oh, yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. It's good to see you this morning. Uh, last, last week... Oh, we got it. We got it. No, you're fine. <laughs> you had to see it from my perspective. That was it. <laughs> anyway, uh, hey, last, last Sunday I preached on, on a topic I've never preached on before, but it was membership. And, and as I said last week, we were wanting to raise that perspective of, of what membership means about belonging. Uh, matter of fact I, I made this statement that that this is what membership is it is a commitment to belonging committed to belonging almost like a marriage right what are you doing when you when you exchange vows I commit to belong to you to love honor and cherish you know that that's my devotion to you uh, it, in in church membership it is a commitment to belonging to being here to be part of the family and our overall goal of course is to foster the family of God to grow together and and we believe when we make those connections growth is going to take place and it really is a beautiful thing and and absolutely church is not a man-made perception it it is constructed by god where we see the church taking place absolutely controlled and 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 directed and established upon jesus whom god sent and the building of his church and the leadership and everything there is is from the scriptures. And so uh, it is meant to be a place where we grow and we connect as a part of brothers and sisters in Christ. So uh, this this sheet is what the elders uh, has presented. In elevating what membership means, we we put it down on paper. That's simply that. How do we elevate? How are we showing the value? We actually put uh, what it means to be a member with the church on one side. It lays out uh, the foundational beliefs that we have from scripture, matter of fact one of those statements establishes or, or says this is what we believe about the Bible, that it is the word of God. And and other things in there is like uh, God who who is God, who is Jesus, who is the Holy Spirit and the the, the fact that they're triune, uh, the three in one uh, in, in divinity and, and other details. So, so it's foundational belief so anybody who says hey we well, we'd like to be become members. We'd like to hand you a sheet so you know where we're coming from. And then on the other side, it talks about that commitment to belonging. What does that mean? And, and so on on that, we matter of fact, one of the the statements I want to deal with today, but before I do that, I also had an invitation last week. I'd like to repeat the invitation is this for anyone who is looking at membership, considering, uh, becoming a member with the congregation. We have a, uh, with, with the fence that is newly up. Did you all see that? The fence is up. Everybody knows about my fence. That's the way I used to direct, say, hey, go to the, the, go to the house with the fence that's down, and oh, that's where you live. I should have left it down. For many reasons, I should have left it down. But anyway, with the help of a few few guys who I appreciate very much, we were able to lift that back up after getting the, the post in, and, and it is connected uh, I, we'd even say a little bit of process, got to put a gate up another, but it's up, it's up. So, uh, uh this evening at five 30, anyone who's interested in, in the details of membership, looking at membership, we'd like to invite you just to, it, it's to a backyard fellowship at our home. You know where we're located. It's the newly built fence still looks old. But anyway, uh, pull into the, the parking lot there or, uh, over here to the side and and bring your bag chairs if you want. We'll have a few chairs of our own. Uh, come and join us. We'll have a, a meal. It would be good to know if you're coming. So my wife is here. Just say, hey, Linda, we're going to be there or let me know if you're coming. That way we'll make sure we have enough uh, food. Linda is going to provide uh, food for us this evening. So I appreciate her elders. Some of our elders are going to be there. And and so it'd be an opportunity. To just talk about what it means to be a member. Uh, I, I want to talk about baptism. Here's why: because on the the commitment of membership, the first line. Let me read for you the first line on there. That that this is who could commit to belonging to the church, be a part of that body of Christ. It, it is someone who is pro, a proclaiming follower of Christ and have submitted to baptism by immersion. So it is a proclaiming follower of Christ. They are, excuse me, it, that's not right. Uh, they are a proclaiming follower of Christ and have submitted to baptism by immersion. And we believe that, you know, it is that connecting to Jesus that's important to us. If you came to me sometime or before we started establishing, hey, we want to we answer better than just say, hey, well, if you're connected to Christ, come join us. We'll put your name down. That's it. Uh, that, was, that was the number one important item for us. So if you come and you're transferring your membership, you moved out of state and moved here with us, and, and uh, the, the one thing that's important to us, are you a committed believer in Christ? And have you been baptized? That, that's just that identifying, connecting with Jesus action. So I, I'd like to talk about that this morning. And in doing that, I want to go to Paul. I'm going to turn to Paul. Paul says a lot about baptism in his scriptures. And so a couple of those passages I want to talk about today. First one is going to be Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 and 27. I'll tell you that the verses I'm really focused on, the ones I wrote down, the ones we're going to look at, specifically speaks about the baptism. Now there's content around it that as we get into it, I'm going to express a little bit about that content because that's important as well. But I'd like for you to see as we read, What he speaks about baptism. Galatians 3, 26 and 27. Here's what Paul says. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. We'll talk about that and why he's bringing up children of God. But he's identifying, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. You clothed yourselves with Christ. Now, I'm actually going to make a change to the outline. I'm going to see what we have here. What's what's the next slide there, Mike, as we begin in the statement? There it is. We connect to Jesus through baptism. I want to change that. I I can because I created it, okay? Absolutely what that verse says, I, I don't think that clearly identifies what that verse says. We connect to Jesus through faith, okay? I want to be clear, we connect to Jesus through faith, and, and that baptism But it, baptism plays a part in that. The, the line I'd add to that at the beginning, we connect to Jesus through faith, our faith is seen through the obedient act of baptism. So it's the activity of our faith that brings us to baptism and obedience to baptism, uh, and, and, and that's the part. That I especially want to express this morning through Paul's teaching. Paul's teaching on baptism. Here it is. The first thing he says is that baptism is being clothed in Christ. It's being clothed in Christ. NIV says clothed. We know what it means to be clothed. Well, you're wearing something. Uh, but the English Standard Version and other versions as well. Talks about putting it on. Just There's that descriptive place. It is actually putting on christ it it is what what does that mean and i i want to i want to think about that a little bit first of all if we go back a little bit in that galatian passage verse 23 it 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 begins with the word before and the whole topic of this section is talking about well who are the real children of god that boy that perks up you well am i a child of god I don't know whether the Galatians are asking that, but Paul wants to point out. He says, before, the the true children of God were those who were children through family. It it was those who identified through the family of Abraham. They were the, uh, I don't know, special, uh, significant family of God that was established for all those who came through Abraham, the Jews. Okay, and and what Paul says is it, they are the ones who were under the guardian of the law. They were they were under the uh, um, they were they were under the governing of the law, uh, and uh, they they were a people who identified with Abraham and and all of the children of Abraham. Abraham were God's people, and it wasn't just that. It was, it was that law that, that they learned how to be governed, how to, be, how to conduct themselves as God's people. And that's how they lived. Um, now, preceding the baptism that we know in Jesus, these people knew baptism as well. It was, it was seen in, in washing. It, it was, it was you know, cleansings that they would do. And, and if you read through a lot of those passages in the Old Testament the cleansing was a lot of times it was it was over the priest because the priests were the ones who would come before God in, in in sacrifices it was the high priest who would enter into the holy of holies and that was quite the procedure it was it was a complete washing of their body and then putting on of special clean garment then he would be able to enter into the presence of, of God i, I and, and if if he dared do anything different you know You know, it was to his end. You know, it it would, it would, he would be struck dead. They didn't follow that, that, uh, uh, that, that instruction. So washings were important. Uh, It it was, it was washing, it was not just the washings of of their body, it was washing of the sacrifices was also important. They had a, a basin as part of the furniture of the temple that was there for washing of hands and feet for certain procedures. And, and so, that's, that's where some familiar, familiarity to, to baptism became known. When it came to, to, to becoming a Jew, not through Abraham, but there were those who, who were called proselytes. They, and, and how they would identify was there's three specific things that they had to do in order to, to come and, and, and become one of the children of God, which was possible. <coughs> Number one. Circumcision, that physical act of circumcision. Men would have to be circumcised. They would also receive a baptism. They were also baptized or immersed in the water uh, as part of that cleansing because they're going to make making that connection with God. And then they would also perform sacrifices on behalf of becoming a proselyte. Now, the only other one that preceded the baptism that, that we have in Christ is that baptism of John. And, and matter of fact, we're, we're getting closer and closer to that, that baptism uh, in Christ. This was specifically a baptism for repentance. Do you remember why John came? He came to prepare or make way uh, for the Lord. And, and his call, his message was, was to call to a wicked nation, which we see prophets all throughout the Old Testament calling them to repentance John John had a message that was very familiar with a lot of the Old Testament prophets calling them to repent and get right with God. And that was a and along with his message of repentance, he he was baptizing people into that repentance. It was it was a cleansing and it was a cleansing and in, in getting right with God. It was not a cleansing as we receive today. Big difference is Jesus. What is this baptism with Jesus? Matter of fact, in verse twenty-five, uh, it, it, there is a, that's what preceded before it was all this about the law, tied up with the law. In verse twenty-five, uh, the verse says, "But now, now, when, now, referring to what we have in Jesus, now that this faith has come, faith in Christ, we are no longer under a guardian." We're not under the law any longer. Praise God for that, right? So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. And then, as I read before, let's read again. For all of you who were baptized into Christ Jesus have clothed yourselves in Christ. The, the, fact, the, the, the fact that we, you know, it is through faith that we act in obedience to baptism. I'll say that again. We are called to act in baptism. It, it, is, it is there at the beginning. Let me, let me just share with you a little bit about that word. The Greek word is baptizo. It's not just the Greek, but also the Latin adapted the same thing. And, and it, it meant immersion. It, it didn't mean sprinkling or anything like that. It meant going down into the water, uh, being brought down into the water and being brought up just as they did. Uh, in the Old Testament, or John the Baptist did it was a an immersion into the water, and and what what took place in, in in that is is this idea of putting on Christ, being clothed in Jesus. And one of the strong things that we could say there that that uh, it does change our identity. What we're doing when we're being baptized and into Christ is we are changing our identity. We are no longer just people of the world. We are are children of God. We're children of God, identified with Him through Jesus Christ. And and I I want to share with you verse 28 because it also talks about the barriers that's broken down in that. Directly after it talks about this, this now being united with, with God through faith in baptism, it says that there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor, the, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. That our identity is we're unified together. Everyone who's received Christ, no matter the, the things that have separated us before, there is no separation between us and, and, and Christ. We're, we're together. There's that identity that we now have. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. So some things didn't change. What changed is no longer under the law, but we're under faith. We no longer identify through, through uh, the, the blood of Abraham. We now identify through that blood of Jesus. We are family. We are God's family. And it's what God established long ago through Abraham. Um, That moves us on to another passage of Scripture that Paul talks about. You know, first of all, it was that baptism is being clothed in Jesus. But but what does that mean? I believe that Paul comes to a place where he describes that even clearer. What does it mean to be clothed in Jesus, we might ask? Uh, The second point is through baptism, a believer is united in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's united in the baptism. Uh, he is united in the death and, and resurrection of Jesus. Those who are baptized are united in the death and resurrection of Jesus. I want you to think about that for a moment. And, and that comes from uh, this passage is Romans chapter six, three through five. Specifically where it speaks of baptism three through five, five where Paul mentions it, talks about it. Verse three says, Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So, and and verse 5 says, For if we have been united with him in his death, like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a, in a resurrection like like his. Uh, man, that's, that's some great promises. Let's let's unpack that a little bit. First, first of all, you know, in reading something, um, what what's taking place is is that redemption story of Jesus that we need we need redeeming and and got, and Jesus act of redemption coming into this world is what his death his burial and his resurrection Amen. Jesus did a lot of things I mean he, he taught he he taught so well and he and he healed so many people and he, he 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 lived his life according to what God called him to but but the final act was that redemptive act on our behalf in the fact that he died he was buried, and, and he rose again. This, this whole act, this whole thought is, is that redemption act is played out in, in baptism. As, as Paul is saying, don't you know that when you were baptized, you were baptized into his death? And, and, and if you've been baptized into his death, uh, you, you will also, uh, if you've been like him in his death, you will also be like him in his resurrection, is what Paul says in these verses. The term baptisma. This is, this is actually from a dictionary I specifically have just over Paul's terminology. He says the term baptisma used in the New Testament and in the Christian writings never refers to the act alone. It just doesn't bring up baptism and, and separates it from anything else. It is always connected to the incarnate person of Christ. The redemptive significance of the incarnate person person of christ why he came this baptism is connected to the death and resurrection of jesus baptism connects us with his death connects why why is that important because the sentence of death is upon all sinners and we're all sinners that sentence of death is upon you and i both all of us that sentence of death is, is over us we we are uh uh, convicted and, and corrupt and, and deserving of God's judgment. And here, here's the celebration of this. Jesus died on your behalf. Jesus Christ died on your behalf. His death uh, and, and this idea of baptism actually unites us with his death is what the scripture says. It unites us with his death. Um, baptism also joins us uh, in, in that act of repentance. I think that's necessary, especially when we think the reason that we deserve death is because of our sinfulness. R- repentance has is, is got to be uh, part of our thinking as we approach uh, baptism. It is a humble thought that Jesus died on your behalf. It is a humbling thought. And it is, is one that we have to be very much aware of, that it is because of our sinfulness we deserve death. Is because of our brokenness that Jesus ultimately came uh, for our sinfulness. He came for me. He went to the cross for me. And when I enter into the baptism, into into the baptistry to be baptized, I I need to understand that I'm going to be united with Christ because of my death, my sinfulness. This this death he went through is mine. This is how I'm able to accept his death as my own. It's, that's the the thought that, that needs to be there. And if, if there were no repentance, if there's no ideas, well, I'm just going to go through this act, if there's no sense of repentance and, and, and sense of sinfulness in my life, then, then you may, may need to wait. You're not ready. You're not prepared because I, I believe that, that those two are really connected together, although I, I should say that baptism is a one-time act. Repentance is kind of a continuous thing in our lives, right? Once you're baptized, it's not like, oh well, I'm, I'll never have to repent again. Repentance, man, I don't know. I don't speak for myself. It's kind of a daily thing. It's a daily thing. Coming before God and just admitting I'm, I'm a sinful man, and 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 Lord. I absolutely am in need of Jesus. That, that's kind of the confession that we all make. We are When we come before the Lord and, and, and take communion, one of the things that we have to admit, we need Jesus. We absolutely need Jesus. Is there any day that we don't? No. No. It, it is a continuous thing that we need in our lives. Baptism also connects us to his resurrection. That's... That's the beautiful part. What what is the crucifixion of Jesus without the resurrection? What is the crucifixion of Jesus? His death upon the cross with no victory over death. They are intimately connected together. Not just his death, but his resurrection. And if we're like him, as what the scripture says here uh, in Romans, if we're like him in his death, we'll also be like him in his resurrection. I I think there's an important point point i need to make right here uh there there's been over the years i've heard argument that oh baptism is a work it's a work and and so uh and and in in some cases that's true it can be true that baptism is a work how could it be a work well first of all baptism is absolutely all always a work Baptism becomes a work when we just think, all I need to do to get right with God is, is get in the baptistry and get baptized. And I just go ahead and live my life however I want. Then, then it just becomes an act. And, and if, it's, if it's absolutely, I, I believe that kind of act is disconnected from Jesus. And so I'm just going to do this task and take care of it, and, and then I'm okay, and I can be a part of the church and live out, and yeah, you might be okay, and think, but you're not right with God. What's required? But when we approach baptism with this idea that it is through faith in Christ, and we also have that idea that this is, this is actually that transforming act, it's God's work in my life, this is the beginnings of it, and, and, and I have the idea that now I'm going to... Oh, I'm being clothed in Jesus. I'm now going to live for Jesus. Then, then it's not that work. It's not that, that idea of just some task we're taking care of. We're really being obedient to what's called to in Scripture in this baptism. This baptism is in Jesus Christ. This baptism connects us to His death and his resurrection. And, and so is it significant? It's only as significant as Jesus is significant. It's only as significant as Jesus It, it, it is a uniting uh, our lives with Jesus. With his death and his resurrection. It, it, there's one other point I'd like to make as well. In that passage, what is, what is Paul? What is Paul emphasizing there in Romans chapter 6. You really identify it in that first verse. It, he, he has this great question amongst the Romans, and it might be one that they're struggling with if they did ask this question. Paul says, What should we continue in sinfulness so that uh, grace might increase? Do you hear that question? It, it's this idea that grace is wonderful, grace is something wonderful. So, how do we get more grace? How can we get more grace from God? Well, let's sin more. What a great idea. I'll just preach that sometime. Hey, go out and sin as much as you can this week. And next week, in a sense of repentance, grace is just going to abound in that service. What a great service that'll be, <laughs> right? But Paul says, no way. Here's the thinking behind it. says, man, if you've died to your sins how could you live in it any longer if you've died to your sins how you how can you live in it any longer and that's where he comes into verse 3 he says man if you've been baptized with Christ then you you've died to your sins you've died to your sins and 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 this idea of resurrection is a new life that we are all living in Christ doesn't that make sense it's not this act that sets off to its side and, boy, we just do this, we're taken care of, and then just go live however you want. It's never been that. Scripture never supports that. Don't think that's true because the significance is what Jesus did for us. The significance is that Jesus, yes, he died, he suffered upon the cross in, in the place that I deserved. I deserve the suffering. I deserve the suffering because because of my sinfulness, and you do too. But Jesus took it all upon the cross for us. And we're able to unite ourselves through faith. Through faith, our trust and our confidence in Jesus, that act of baptism unites us then with his death and his resurrection. That's Paul. Those those are a couple passages that Paul emphasizes uh, about baptism. Is it significant? Absolutely, absolutely. We see that through baptism. That's our connecting with Jesus, our putting Him on, our, our uniting ourselves with His 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 death and His resurrection. But I want to I want to finish with one other point, and it's this: following Jesus actually begins with baptism. It, it begins with it, it's one of those those beginnings. Uh, I I I, I now I'm moving forward, I'm believing in Jesus, I, I have now a faith that wants to act upon that. Baptism is one of those first moves that we do. You know, we gain understanding, that, that ought to be, let's, let's examine that, let's look at it, I understand it. Yes, I want to do it. I've had people, you know, who, who've looked at it, read the scriptures, and then come back and say, that's what I need. That's, that, I'm ready to do that. So at the beginnings of our walking with Jesus, our following after Jesus, there's baptism. There, there, we, we go through that baptism. Now, uh, I didn't go through the description. When I talked about immersion, immersion, you get up there, uh, water behind this wall here, it is, it is just a, a taking you down into the water and, 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 and bringing you up. Uh, in, in that itself, it's resembling the death your death along with Jesus as you go into the water and as you're brought out of the water is that resemblance of his resurrection, coming into a new life in Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus, Jesus, when he called people to follow him, said what? In Luke 14, he said, count the cost. I, I believe that this, this decision to be baptized man we like to promote it and tell you about it but we want to just tell you the truth that that hey listen what did jesus say about counting the cost right in there luke 14 27 he says hey you must carry a cross if you're going to follow after jesus he said bear your cross carry your cross so what are we talking about you know what's this cross what is this kind of idea of, of sacrifice that goes along with following after jesus well it is giving up yourself. You need to think heavily before, you know, and 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 rightly. You need to think: What does it mean to follow after Jesus? What does it mean to go through this baptism to to clothe yourselves in Christ? Because what does He demand? I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to cheapen what Jesus did for us at all. So I want to be honest with you: He expects everything. Are you hearing me? Maybe you are because I could hear a pin drop right now. <laughs> Isn't that true though? He wants everything. He wants your devotion. He wants your commitment. He, he wants your heart. He wants your faith. He wants your devotion. Everything. So this, this does not, this, this cannot be approached lightly. It has to be well thought out, prayed over. Is this what I want? And when are you saying? What's the decision? The world, Jesus. The world, Jesus. Which is it? If that, if that decision is obvious to you, absolutely no hesitation. It's going to be Jesus. We're ready. <laughs> right? isn't that right oh man that's absolutely I, I love and and man we ought to we ought to be in such celebration what what are we witnessing when we see someone baptized? baptized we see the evidence of god's grace at work i i know god's grace i know it in my life i know what I've done, I know what I wrestle with, I know that that place of so dependent upon Jesus acting and working in me, I know, it's evident to me, but to see it happen in somebody else's life, woo! to see the, the acting of God's grace and mercy uh, acted out and, and, and that, you know, the, the, the death and resurrection of Jesus in someone's life is something to be celebrated. Oh, I I tell you what, I'm praying for more celebration in that way. I want to see more people come to know the Lord and 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 enter in through that that baptism, that that act that He's called us to do. I I, before I do, I want to to talk about the presence of the Holy Spirit. Can't deny this uh, in there because in the scriptures there's both. You know, it's talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and there's talked about the baptism through water. And, and, and some have, have separated those two. Well, okay, there's the act of baptism. And, and there's kind of separation when you're thinking. So baptism is something that I could, I could choose. And, and I'm going to have someone do it, and I'm baptized. Uh, but God, God brings that baptism of the Holy Spirit. One is outward. That baptism in the water is outward. And, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is inward. Oh, in, in the book of Acts, it was separated. You know, the the men gathered together. Tongues of fire came down. They spoke in tongues, and and they came to people came everywhere to listen, and 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 to take it in, and and they they received Christ. Four thousand baptized. In chapter ten, the same thing happened. Cornelius heard heard the message, and and even before. Paul had the opportunity to finish his preaching. Don't do that. Don't disrupt the preacher. They began to speaking in tongues. They received the Holy Spirit. And Peter had to stop right there and say, wait, wait. What, what prevents us from baptizing these Gentiles? <laughs> you know, nothing. But, but when we look, this is, this is something that, that for us, through Paul's teaching in the Scriptures, the baptism in water and the baptism in the Spirit are ideally one. That the the idea that that that, that outward cleansing is what's happening inwardly. When God chooses or, or gives us his spirit. And I believe that God chooses and gives us his spirit when we've gone through that cleansing through the death and resurrection of Jesus. All right. I think that's, that's significant for us to know because the activity of the Holy Spirit is obvious. The fruit of the Spirit. When we're walking by the Spirit, that fruit of the Spirit, love, joy. Mike Berg and, and, and uh, uh, also Matthew had that opportunity to talk about love. We could spend a lot more weeks just talking about love because, boy, that, that's, that's, but man, Mike, what Mike said was absolutely important. That there is no loving like God unless he is dwelling and working within us. And we only do that through Jesus. If we're identifying, the only way we can love like God is when we've identified with God and we do that through Jesus. So so it produces in us that fruit. So there's that transformation that's taking place within us. Uh, It's also in that giftedness. Uh, in Corinthians, Paul talked to the church about, man, we're, we're different parts of the body and he gives us in different ways in order for us to function and assist and, and, and minister to the, to the body as a whole. We all have our part and work in here and the Holy Spirit's presence within us enables us to do that as well. Uh, before we begin, need to wrap it up here, I, I want to refer to this sheet one more time. On, on the second part there, uh well what do you what do we expect what do we look for believers those who are following after jesus it says pursuing sanctification which is what what god called us to do you know hey be holy like i'm holy Whew. wow pursuing that uh, that's our pursuit we want to be like god that that's who we we're called pursuing sanctification, sanctification Uh, through the following activities and those things are fellowship with other believers that's coming together uh, confession of Jesus as Lord worship of God corporately and individually you know we come together Sunday to to worship corporately participation in the Lord's Supper which we're going to talk about next week and the continued learning of God's word that, that's, that's kind of the expectation. If you're going to be a member, we, we want those to be some of the focuses that, or the focuses that you're upon. It all has to do with connecting, reaching, teaching, and connecting, which we've also identified with. Uh, I, again, if, if you're a member and you're interested in this as well, there's sheets back there uh, at, the, at the Welcome center. And you can pick that up. And if you have questions or or anything like that, or if you're looking at membership, we encourage you to get a sheet so you can ask us. But here, here's the detail of baptism. We'll just go through what Paul said. Paul absolutely described baptism as that when we're when we're putting Christ on, when we're putting not to be taken off again, but we 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 clothe ourselves in Jesus Christ. When even further. In that Romans passage, what does he say? What does it mean to put Christ on? Is being united with him in his death and his resurrection. Many of us have been baptized. This is a good reminder of what we have done already and who we belong to. Right? Wearing Jesus. (laughs) Covered in Christ. There's no better way to live this life. No better choice to choosing Jesus over this world no better choice amen to that amen to that let's pray father in heaven we praise you we thank you for jesus we thank you lord for even uh those 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 acts that you've given us lord it includes baptism It includes this communion that we're going to partake father uh, but father all all of that is is dependent upon the faith that we have in christ it's absolutely uh, according to the action of Jesus, his death and his resurrection on our behalf. And then, Lord, through our belief, through our faith set upon you, we, we ask, Lord, that you strengthen us as a body, strengthen us individually. We want to grow. We want to grow in, in this kingdom. We want to grow as your children, uh, Father, to be uh, used by you. On behalf of the world around us, upon those who are lost and need to, know, need to know. Lord, on behalf of each other, as we grow together, Lord, we just ask that you continuously be our strength and our guide in this life. And Father, we, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus and for what he has done for us upon the cross and what you've done for, for us all through his resurrection. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray, amen.